Manchester City wins the league. Tottenham continues their free fall. Bobby Firmino's storybook ending. Arsenal bottle the title. And Chelsea lose to Manchester City's B team. Football fans far and wide, welcome to the Football v. Football podcast. This is the Game Week 37 reaction show. We're going to try something a little bit different on this one. We're going to um, go to the box score here. We're going to look at some of the uh, stats, the men of the match, um, the lineups, and then analyze some of the pictures as well. So um, let's go ahead and see if this works here. Beautiful. So the first game of the day was Brentford beating Tottenham 3-1. to Um and Buemo, in the absence of Ivan Tony here, really uh, stepped up. Him and um, Yuan Wissa, um, and did the bulk of the scoring here. Um, and Buemo also with a goal. Wissa also with an assist. You know, Harry Kane did a little bit. He does a little bit every game. Um, and Kulisevsky, I mean, this is a guy that uh, uh, I was really high on last year. Tall Swedish guy. He's... Tremendous on uh, crosses and things like that. But as I mentioned at the outset here, Tottenham with a huge free fall. I thought at the beginning of the year this team could have been primed primed to win the uh, Premier League. And they've really, really fallen off this year. So Embuemo, as I mentioned, the man of the match in the absence of Tony, who I think is suspended for eight months. So uh, we won't see him for a while. He was suspended for gambling. Um, as we look at just the, uh, the lineup here, um, Rico Henry with a yellow, otherwise pretty clean for, for Brentford, uh, Basuma, uh, with a yellow for, uh, Tottenham. Other than that, pretty, uh, pretty clean for this team, uh, for Tottenham. And then looking at the stats here, Tottenham really dominated most of these stats. Uh, 61% possession, eight shots on target to Brentford's four. Doubled up Brentford on total shots, 22 to 11. Um, man, Tottenham really dominated this game. Uh, Brentford had 20 clearances. I guess that's uh, that's really all you need uh, when you're kind of uh, uh, rebuffing the uh, the Tottenham attack. Uh, Tottenham eight corners as well, um, and other than that, one offsides only for each team, one one yellow card for each team. Um, I'm a huge fan of David Rea. I know I've said this a lot uh, on this podcast, but I think he's a tremendous goalie. Even though he's uh, not as lengthy as De Gea, I think he is the better Spanish goalkeeper. I think uh, he um, he's a real athlete. This guy, the way he uh, jumps to get to balls and uh, uh, I think he'd be a tremendous wide receiver in the NFL, to be honest with you. Um, so that's kind of the story of this game. And now the next thing I want to do here, a new uh, kind of segment that maybe would more cater to um, people watching on YouTube is the uh, picture analysis here. So we're on the, the English Premier League page, and that's where we will um, analyze uh, uh, the games here. So um, the first one here is uh, Lucas Mora. <laughs> crying um it looks like um you you know we're gonna see this in other games as well this was uh the final game uh home game for a lot of uh, uh players that uh their clubs are just not going to sign them and retain them anymore so lucas moore it looks like this is his uh last game with the club uh in the picture here he's he's very teary-eyed and um bidding farewell to the uh, the tottenham fans um uh, rasharlison and the next one here uh, emotional as always. Um, this guy is, um, you know, this is very indicative of a lot of uh, many Brazilian players. They, they play a very, very emotional style. This guy is also very petulant. Um, I'm not a huge fan of, of his. I mean, sometimes what he does, um, you know, sometimes his passion for the game is good. Of course he had that great goal in the, in the world cup, but oftentimes, he has trouble managing it. So that's my issue with Rosarlison. This is a great shot of him, though. And Wissa here with the uh, the Brentford in the background here. He had a goal and an assist in this game. Again, in the absence of Tony, 
Mbwemo and Wissa really took over this game. Um, Wissa actually, his stats um, with my baggy metrics and, uh, and, and, and FPL have always shown Wissa actually to be a great player and they don't give him enough playing time, but it's good to see him now. Like I said, with Tony out, Wissa's getting more chances and he's playing well. Um, next shot here, you got uh, Rasharlison and, and, and Moore in the picture and they look uh, dejected. Uh, these poor guys, um, they're big parts of this, the, the downfall of this team, to be honest with you, uh, Richarlison arguing with, uh, w with management in terms of, uh, wanting to, uh, take, um, Sun's position essentially as a, as a striker. Um, I put a lot of the blame on, on him for, uh, a lot of the disharmony on, on this team. Next shot here was, uh, Wissa. I, I believe this might've been a penalty. They made um, great shot here. He's a great player. And Lucas Mora, man, there is a real focus on Lucas Mora in this uh, in this photo collage. Um, I didn't see much of him this year. Mora is is, is kind of a guy that was um, a guy of the of the past on this team. I mean, he I remember he had that tremendous tremendous uh, header goal. I think was that when they were playing Liverpool in the Champions League or one of the big games, but this is a guy that I have disregarded for the past two years, but he really shown, um, you know, in years past, maybe uh, two, three, four years ago. Uh, and Buemo again with the Brentford crowd. Uh, what a player this guy is. Again, he is the number one guy that benefits from Ivan Tony uh, not being in this lineup. And those Brentford Bees fans are completely hyped. Again here, him and uh, I believe that's Norgard. Maybe not Norgard. Uh, but this is kind of a diagonal photo. This is this is really cool. This is a, a, a really great shot here, and more photos of Embuemo uh, uh, celebrating, and Thomas Frank. Wow, what a what a what a manager. I mean, this is a, a guy that I associated with with the bottom of the league when I saw him because you know I mean this team came up um, maybe a couple of years ago. Uh, but he's done a tremendous tremendous job, and he has tremendous players to be honest. Hyungmin uh, Sun here. Uh, looking a bit confused. Uh, again, this is a guy that really had a really slow start to the season. Um, started to pick it up later, but then this, these issues between him and Richarlison um, just kind of probably ruined the chemistry on this team. Again, Thomas Frank, what a what a guy. Um, Dan Juma, this is a guy that I don't don't know about for. Uh, don't know much about for, for, for Tottenham, but I think he's an up-and-coming player for them. And uh, contesting here a uh, a header between, uh, I believe, uh, Wissa um, and uh, another player on Tottenham. I'm not sure. Um, and here's Harry Kane's goal. Uh, he is the lone bright spot of this team. He seems to score every every game for this, uh, for this team. Uh, he's also... The highest scoring player in in FPL as as um, the the regular se season concluded, which is shocking given the fact that Holland is in this league. Um, and uh, yeah, this is a shot of uh, Harry Kane's goal. Uh, it looks like it might have been off a, a free kick there. Uh, celebrations and uh, yeah, contesting. And this is Harry Kane before the 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 match here and the warm-ups for for Tottenham and an incredible Miro here Spurs all-time record goal scorer Harry Kane Harry he's one of our own and uh, this this is beautiful I mean this Tottenham stadium looks absolutely beautiful the the hot toddy so um that was the uh, the, the Tottenham uh, Brentford game. So uh, next up, we're going to look at Manchester United defeating Bournemouth one to nil. Manchester United uh, last year had a really really disappointing year. Uh, it looks like they're going to qualify for uh, the Champions League this year at the expense of Liverpool, unfortunately. Uh, Luke Shaw here, the man of the match. Uh, but Casemiro was the only guy that scored in this game. He scored early in the ninth minute. No other goals after that. Uh, you take a look at the lineup here. De Gea, hot and cold. Today, uh, th th this game, he was uh, 
more hot than cold. Uh, just one yellow card here for uh, Lewis Cook. Um, Solanke, again, in the absence of Tavernier, did not put a goal in. This is something I've been harping on uh, for this team. Without Tavernier, they're just a terrible team, and thank God they collected all those points early on. Uh, the stats for this game, of course, uh, um, tell the story that Manchester United was the better team. 58% possession. One more shot on target, uh, but 10 more total shots on goal. Better with touches and passes. Um, many more tackles. Um, Bournemouth with more clearances, but you know Manchester United got more more of the corners here. Um, other than that, yeah, pretty pretty even overall. But it was that Casemiro goal. Casemiro, not a guy that that's known for scoring goals, to be honest with you. Doesn't put a lot of uh, shots on target. But as we go to the match photos. To, to analyze some of them. Of course, this is De Gea, uh, probably on a set piece here with uh, five of his uh, men in the box, uh, kind of guiding traffic. Um, and then Casemiro here. You know, I don't, I, I don't think that I've ever seen Manchester United wearing this uh, lime green uh, kit. Uh, this is very unique here. But Casemiro looking determined with the ball here, going past two defenders. And then um, after he scored the goal here, celebrating with uh, Sancho. And again, a celebration of Casemiro. This guy <laughs> looks berserk while he's celebrating. And um, again with uh, Bruno, uh, big uh, buck teeth Bruno uh, in the celebration as well. And uh, it looks like it was a, uh, a, a half bicycle kick that... Uh, that scored the goal in this by Casemiro. That's uh, that looks really nice. Dominic Solanke here, in in this next photo here uh, again, a guy that gets dispossessed constantly. He does put a lot of shots on target, but just doesn't have that precision to finish when there aren't guys like Tavernier or uh, Dango Watara to give him the space. Um, and a lot of times it's just cleanups for him. Um, Eric Ten Hag here with a very determined look, a very close up look at Eric Ten Hag. Uh, he's done a he's done a great job. I mean, people you know can talk about you know what happened before the uh, the, the World Cup break with Ronaldo. Was it right uh, the right move, the wrong move? Well, you know they it looks like they're going to finish in the Champions League, albeit in in fourth. I think that's a solid result for them. And then there's some uh, warm ups uh, before the match. But that was this one. That was uh, Manchester United. They kind of just got it done against the Bournemouth team that was again without Tavernier. And Watata, they're not giving him much playing time anymore. So, uh, next game up here, Fulham and Crystal Palace tying 2-2, two to two, drawing 2-2. Two to two. Alexander Mitrovic, man, this guy, uh, he's a man, he was the man of the match. And if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, since he's arrived back from suspension, he has three shots on target and three goals. All of them, uh, all three shots were all goals. And uh, in the first game, he only came on for the last 25 minutes. And this one, I think he played a full 90. I play Fantasy Premier League, as I mentioned, as I think many of you do if you're listening to this. And um, I was hesitant to start him because a lot of times, you know, depending on where you are in the world, uh, you want to set your lineup before you go to bed because a lot of these games start early. I, I had kept him on my bench. We have a thing on Fantrax called Auto Sub where uh, you can still um, get his points. Uh, but he's not in the starting lineup, so I messed up leaving him on my bench because he got a uh, a couple goals. I didn't think that I thought they were gonna work him back in, but it was just one single game where they brought him on, um, uh, in the last 20-25 minutes, and he played this whole game and he had a tremendous impact. Um, one goal at the end of the uh, first half, and then. Uh, which was a penalty, and then at the beginning of the second half with a Willian assist. And for Crystal Palace, Otson Edward and Joel Ward. Uh, Joel Ward, not a guy that you expect to uh, to score goals here, but uh, Joel Ward had one in the 83rd. Edward, he is one of those the the five or six strikers they have on this team that just you know just pick a number out of a uh, pick a name out of a hat. Zaha, Ayu, Otson Edward, uh, da, 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 whatever. Um, he's one of those guys, and he scored in the 34th. And um, Ebrici Eze, who seems to be on fire this past month, uh, had the assist there. Um, let's take a look at the lineup here. Uh, 
couple yellow cards for uh, for Fulham, uh, Tosin and, and Anthony Robinson. I'm a big fan of Anthony Robinson, but yeah, some games, um, yeah, I, don't, I guess he's just not as involved as I'd, I'd like him to be. Uh, uh, Joao Paulinha, um, also with a yellow here. Uh, uh, Crystal Palace kept it clean. No, no yellows for them. And uh, as far as the stats go here, pretty split. Uh, Crystal Palace, uh, just 50.5% uh, possession, um, five shots on target. Um, both both teams had 11 shots total on goal. Um, touches and passes, uh, Crystal Palace was a little bit more precise. Um, Fulham, 16 tackles, uh, more than uh, Crystal Palace at 12. Um any other discrepancies here? Seven corners for Fulham. Um, and other than that, pretty pretty even. Yeah, more yellow cards for 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 Fulham there. No no yellow cards for Crystal Palace. Um, but we'll go back and we'll check the the photos, the match photos of this game. The first one here is is Joel Ward uh, surprisingly uh, scoring a goal here in the 83rd minute. He's a he's a defender, so it's uh, it's not common for him to score. And in the back, there's the uh, that guy Solomon, uh, the guy that I don't like with it with a sour face, good. Um, and then the next photo here, you got you got Mitrovic uh, <laughs> with his celebration. He likes to put both fingers up like this. Um, that's a stand his standard celebration. And then the other one here, he is he looks like a lunatic. This guy actually, he is uh, what in, in Arabic we call him Asab. This guy is really constantly. I mean, there's a reason why this guy was, was, you know, made contact with an official, got a red card, was banned for eight games. He's, he is a, he, he's a mean guy. He just looks like a mean-looking guy, and you know that helps some parts of his game. But it, sometimes he's a little unhinged, and that's what he looks like in this photo here. Um, and then there's another one of Mitrovic here with the header in a sea of people and some surprised looks on, on uh, defenders' faces and his own teammates' faces. Um, And then the Mitrovic penalty here that he buried. He's very good at burying those. Um, and a surprised Crystal Palace uh, audience in the background there. Next one, my, my guy, Anthony Robinson uh, with a cross here. I think this guy's a, a tremendous uh, defender. I, you know, I love how active this guy is in terms of feeding um, now Mitrovic, uh, you know, uh, he just kind of feeds balls. He kind of goes up and down the line, very active. And he was the guy that during when, when Mitrovic was out, was the guy that was had to take matters into his own hands and was just taking shots on on goal. This is before Vinicius um, hit his stride and started go, scoring at a, in, in like three out of four games. And then uh, Otson Edward here flexing after he he scored a goal, and you got I think it might be Tim Ream just sitting on the floor dejected. Um, great goal here by by Otson Edward, and this is Alise here. Alise didn't show up on a you know either assist or a goal, but this guy's a master on free kicks. He's he's a really really underrated player. So that tells the story of this one. As we'll move now to Wolves and Everton, drawing one to one. It was um, He Chan the. Uh, Korean, I believe, that scored for for Wolves here in the 34th minute, and then at the very last second, Yeri Mina via a Michael Keane um, assist here uh, in the 90th plus ninth minute, and so the last, uh, the very last minute of of stoppage time, um, just breaking the Wolves' hearts. And I saw some of these photos before. And you'll see the, the the look on some of these. Wolves fans faces it was <laughs> it's quite the sight and Everton is, is fighting against relegation so this was a huge 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 point for them man of the match of course Yeri Mina the defender I actually both, both of these are the defenders Michael Keane and Yeri Mina both defenders um, that, that got this done at the very last minute it says something about these uh, Everton strikers that the defenders had to take it into their own hands but um, as far as cards go, uh, plenty of cards on the uh, the Wolf side. Craig Dawson, Nelson Tomato, Ruben Neves, Adama Traore, all carded up. Uh, on the Everton side, 
Uh, it was just James Garner. James Garner? There's a guy named James Garner on this team. That's, that's a famous actor as well. Um, in terms of the match stats, the tail of the tape here. Uh, possession was pretty even. Uh, 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 Wolves just a little bit more, 53%. Um, Everton were the more aggressive team in terms of total shots. They, they were just not very accurate. 19 shots uh, for Everton to 13 for Wolves. Uh, again, uh, Everton more more aggressive team. 19 tackles to to uh, Wolves 12. Uh, but the clearances for for <laughs> wow the discrepancy in clearances is crazy here. Uh, Wolves 28 clearances to Everton's five. And then everything else here. Everton seven corners to to Wolves one. And um, fouls conceded, 18 fouls by by the wolf by, by wolves uh, compared to 10 by 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 Everton. So um, yeah, I I guess it, it the tale of this match uh, uh, stat sheet here makes it look like Everton was the the more aggressive team, and Wolves had to clear the ball a lot, had to commit a lot of fouls. Um, so that so that was the story of this game. Um, as we go now and look at some of the the photos, there's Yeri Mina after scoring a goal, a defender's moment after scoring a goal, gotta be sweet. And those are the Everton fans. There's somehow a shoe. I don't know whose shoe that is in the picture. <laughs> that makes no sense. It looks like a guy hugging his father, maybe. And then there's uh, he had his, his arm around him, and then there's also just a random shoe under his hand. So I don't know if a guy like jumped in there and now he his head is like on the floor or or, or what's going on but um what a shot that is Everton fans uh trying to stay up here for um uh not be relegated for the first time in their history uh they've been in the Premier League since 92 I believe since the founding of the the Premier League and they have some good players but um like this in, in this photo Iwobi I think he's a tremendous player Tarkowski a good player as well and this is the photo here with the dejected uh, Wolves fans in the background because they thought they had this one. They really, really thought they had this one. They had this for, game for 99 minutes, and then a defender scores. Uh, here's a photo that encapsulates really uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin's uh, whole career, which is injuries. This is him with the physio on the ground, um, injured again. Um it just kind of tells uh, the story of his career. And here is um, Hichon um, after he scored his goal. He's kind of a cl good clinical player. Uh, Yeri Mina getting tackled here, showing a, a, a face of uh, of distress. Um, and then we got uh, Calvert-Lewin here. Um, he, he's a great finesse player while he's there, but um, he's just so often injured, and that's the issue. And then Ruben Neves uh, defending him with his hands behind his back like a good defender, even though he's a midfielder. And then here, I believe that's uh, Daniel Podence and uh, the Everton player. This is just kind of a stock photo, but yeah, that's the uh, that's the story of this of this game here. One one draw. Um, like I said, Everton just trying not to get relegated. Uh, they're going to keep trying here. Uh, Everton is one of the big clubs, and then also. We're going to talk about this later, but Leicester as well, trying to avoid relegation. I think these are three teams that we've become really accustomed to being in the in the Premier League. So Everton is absolutely one of them. But uh, we'll move on now to uh, uh, West Ham defeating Leeds three to one. West Ham is a team that when they when they when they get on it and, and want to score goals, they score a lot of goals. They score a lot of goals, and this is a team that now is, I believe, in the Europa Finals. It must be the finals at this point. Um, and um, so in Europe, they're doing very, very well. And now in the in the Premier League, after a very, very slow start, they're starting to pick it up. And uh, they put uh, three goals here in on uh, Leeds, who is just hopelessly also kind of toiling in the, in, in the bottom of the, uh, the league here, uh, the, this team with a lot of Americans. Uh, in this one, Declan Rice, Jared Bowen, uh, Lanzini all got goals. Uh, Bowen also got an assist. Ings got an assist, and Baqueta an assist as well. And uh, on the lead side, it was uh, Rodrigo with the goal in the 17th minute, and Weston McKinney with the assist as well. And man of the match here is Jared Bowen, who uh, is one of my 
favorite players, to be honest with you. Uh, very, very active player. Plays above his skill level. And so I'm a, I'm a big fan of this guy. As we look at the, the lineup here, um, Paqueta got a yellow uh, for uh, West Ham. Um, and then for um, Leeds, three yellows. Um, Koch, Koch, I think they call him. Uh, Rodrigo and um, Somerville, all with yellow cards here. As we look at the statistics, West Ham um, had, looks like they dominated this, this whole game, essentially. Um, 85% possession, uh, 9 shots on target, um, 19 shots uh, on goal to uh, to uh, uh, Leeds 12. Um, more touches, more passes. Only thing Leeds has better than them is tackles, 23 tackles to West Ham's 11. And, and everything else, West Ham had more corners, um, less fouls conceded. So they pretty much dominated this game. As we look at the uh, the photos of this game, the tail via photos, this is Lanzini here celebrating his goal with Declan Rice. We have Jared Bowen here. Looks like he's picking his nose, or almost picking his nose. Good job, photographer, not catching him pick, picking his nose. Uh, we got Declan Rice here, who actually, it looks like he he stepped up his ability to um, score goals this year. He's, he, he was more, much, this guy never put shots on target, as far as I know. And this year, this is something that's kind of new to his game. He's been sh scoring more goals here. Um, it looks like Robles is in goal for Leeds. I didn't realize that. I thought Melier was, uh, was their keeper. Maybe he got injured in this game. And here we have Rodrigo celebrating their their lone goal. This guy is, um, I think he's one of the guys that will probably be picked up from from Leeds and and pushed into um, uh, a Premier League team if Leeds gets relegated. Some other guys, Bamford, I think, will also be picked up. Um, and some of these American players, you know, Weston McKinney was a star, uh, I believe, in, in coming from Juventus and. Um, that was a big splash move. So if he was go to to, to England's second uh, division here, that 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 would be a huge uh, huge um, dip in his career. So he he's another guy that I will not stay at Leeds long if they get relegated. And that's the story of this game through photos. Domination, pure domination by West Ham over Leeds. Leeds, I think they're going to get relegated. Southampton and Leeds are the two teams that just haven't looked good all year. Uh, and even after the firing of uh, Jesse Marsh from Leeds, I, 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 I didn't think he should have been fired, to be honest with you. I think um, it's a team of all Americans. He's an American coach. I think he was speaking to them, and he was going to find his way out of that, out of the malaise that they were in. But as it stands now, it looks like they're going to be dropping and joined by either Leicester or Everton. Next game here we're going to talk about is uh, Brighton. Uh, defeating uh, the team we just talked about, uh, Southampton. Uh, Brighton won this one 3-1. to one. Evan Ferguson with a brace. Um, this is a guy that's really up and coming. He has had some inconsistency in the league, but when he's good, he's really good. And he's like a young Irish player. Um, he had a brace here. Pascal Gross got the third goal for them, and then the assist came from McAllister, Matoma, and Cole Will. So a lot of people got in on the attack here. What can you expect against Southampton? Um, the only goal that uh, Southampton got was from um, Hamid El-Yunisi, and it was assisted by James Ward-Prowse, who is um, a guy I know that's been Southampton through and through, but really, really hope a team like uh, Liverpool uh, plucks him uh, so he can stay in the Premier League. I think there would be a tremendous signing for them. And the man of the match here... Um, Alexis McAllister, uh, the captain of the team. I mean, I don't know how it's not Evan Ferguson, uh, but uh, that's what it has here on the Premier League site. So it looks like uh, this game was littered with uh, with yellow cards. Uh, for Brighton, we have uh, Veltman got a yellow. Um, Facundo Bonate uh, got a yellow. Uh, look at he's Argentinian. That sounds like an Italian name. Um, for West Ham, James Bree, Bednarik. Both got yellows. They're both defenders, and then three uh, <laughs> yellow cards in their in their midfield. James Ward-Prowse, Elunisi, and uh, Carlos Alcaraz, who I thought was a good player. Um, 
but he's really fallen off. I thought he was going to bring a spark to this team, but he's really kind of fallen off. He's uh, he's better suited for tennis, if you know what I mean. Um, and uh, as far as this, the stats go in this one, uh, Brighton dominated. I mean, the stats will will, will tell you the story. It, it seems like that's the the trend we're we're um, noticing here. Possession sixty three percent, eight shots on target to Southampton's one single shot on target. So Unice, good job for you. He he took the only shot on target and scored it. And then wow. Shots towards goal, uh, 26 for Brighton and 5 for Southampton. That is quite the discrepancy. Um, tackles and clearances, Southampton had more, obviously, because they were just trying to stifle the attack from Brighton. And everything else, fairly fairly even. So as we move to the uh, uh, the photos of this one, um, I, I bet it's a lot of celebration from Brighton. And we have here uh, Lewis Dunk celebrating uh, with his Stupignon and Coldwell. Um, and Evan Ferguson here celebrating with McAllister with Matoma in the background. Here's Matoma and Theo Walcott uh, fighting for a ball. Um, Matoma, you know, something I notice about uh, Matoma that I'm not uh, not a huge fan of. Um, he reminds me of, he, he does something that another player does that, that, that I was just watching which is he just he, he holds the ball for two he has tremendous uh, uh, possession um, he's great at evading and but he holds the ball like a little bit too late you know he doesn't pass when there's a um, he, he feels himself too much he doesn't pass when there when, when there's a very clear open guy before he uh, gets the, the ball dispossessed from him Pr- pretty often pretty often uh, there's another guy that does that as well that um, I forget forget who it was but they I think he played on he might have been on on the Monday game James Madison James Madison is another guy that plays like uh, kind of like Matoma tremendous position tremendous power but holds the ball a little bit too long sometimes uh, and that and that was the story of this one uh, real quick uh, Brighton and Hove Albion uh, defeat uh, Southampton uh, this is a team that I thought could have had a chance to uh, make the Champions League but I'm not a fan of their their manager and what he did with with Soli March uh, down the stretch here. Uh, the fact that he lost total confidence in him after he missed that penalty against Manchester United, put him on the bench uh, for three straight games, uh, only let him play a little bit, and um, then um, in that one game where he wasn't he wasn't warmed up, they brought him in uh, against uh, Everton, ended up pulling his hamstring and finishing the season for him. You know, of course they got the results here. It's easy to easy to do against Southampton, but they dropped points in, in uh, a few other games that solely March has been out. And I think it's the manager's fault. So I'm not a big fan of the manager there. But that's the story of this game. Next game we're going to look at here is Newcastle and Leicester, who were seemingly playing for this draw. I get that that's what all the um, the um, outlets were were talking about that uh, Newcastle only needed a, a point to. Um, to clinch a uh, uh, Champions League play, which they have. Congratulations to Newcastle, the Saudi uh, uh, new Saudi juggernauts that are going to no doubt sign a lot more great players in this offseason. So congrats to them. They were trying to score all game. I mean, this was <laughs> this was an onslaught by by Newcastle, and I'm sure we're going to see it in the statistics here. But the man of the match here was Kieran Trippier, and he did create a lot of chances. Um, so did Fabian Scher. If you play FBL, Fabian Scher had an even better game than than, than Trippier in, in a lot of ways. But Trippier is more kind of on the attack, and then um, Scher does a little bit of the attack, but most of the defensive work. So there were no goals in this one. Um, as far as yellow cards, uh, Bruno Guillemarish. Okay, so if you saw this one, you know that he could have gotten a red card very early in this game. He went in studs toward um, a uh, Everton player's uh, leg and uh, could have broken it if it had uh, enough force. Um, and then Alexander Isak is kind of a, I mean, what they, what they gave him a yellow on was kind of, kind of cheap. He, 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 he struggled in this game. Uh, he, he, he had issues, uh, Isak. He's, he's usually a great player, but uh, he, he struggled in this one. Uh, on the Leicester side here, um, no goals for them, no yellow cards for them. A ho-hum game for them, really. I mean, Vardy is, uh, he, he's really running out of, 
out of gas. You know, like Vardy is one of those guys that is okay. Let me describe him. He's not like a Ferrari, but he is whatever that overachieving car is. That just like I don't know, maybe like you like soup up a car that's like maybe like a like a Corolla or or um, a Civic or something like that, and then it just like runs like amazingly, amazingly well and like overperforms, and then like eventually when it just gets like really, really old, it starts sputtering, sputtering, you know, like <laughs> toward the end. That's what's happening to Jamie Vardy. He is a, a formerly very, I mean, a legend that overperformed the, his his entire career at Leicester. That is now just kind of, you know, he, show, he shows flashes sometimes, but um, he, he just seems like he doesn't have it. He, he doesn't have it. And if Leicester end up getting relegated, I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if Vardy retires, uh, to be honest with you. So as we look at the tail of the tape here, the, uh, the statistics, um, uh, Newcastle, of course, dominated possession in this one. It was 77% to Newcastle, and, and it seemed like if you watch this game, it was even more than that. Shots on target, 4-1 to one, uh, for Newcastle. And uh, even bigger discrepancy here, uh, shots, uh, total shots, 23 for Newcastle, only 1 for Leicester. And the touches, in the, I mean, wow, touches on this one, 877 touches for Newcastle to only 360 for Leicester. And then passes 702 for Newcastle to 209 for, for Leicester. Um, of course, the defensive statistics... They, they they belonged to Leicester because they needed them. 17 tackles to Newcastle six, and 45 clearances for Leicester to um, Newcastle's nine. 12 corners for Newcastle, and I remember almost every single one of them from, from Kieran Trippier, and they just just couldn't just couldn't some they just couldn't connect on them. I got to give a lot of credit to the Leicester City de, uh, defense because they were just kind of they were heading away everything and getting everything away and. Um, uh, you know, Newcastle did have a couple really, really good chances <laughs> that hit the bar. I think two or three chances. Callum Wilson, I think, had one that hit the bar. Bruno Guillemarish had one that hit the bar that is inexplicable. Inexplicable. Um, so, uh, yeah, a little unlucky for, for Newcastle United here, but to Leicester's benefit because it really keeps them in the race in terms of trying to stay in the Premier League. Um, so yeah, the first photo here, like I mentioned, this is the Bruno Guillemarish one where, uh, it's, uh, inexplicable. He was right next to the goal. He headed it and it just hit the post and, uh, it was, it was unbelievable that it didn't go in. Um, and then, uh, Isak here, a guy that uh, it looked like he got injured actually in this game. He, he has a very slight build. He's kind of, he has like a KD type of build, Kevin Durant type of build. And it looks like he can, he has like kind of skinny legs. It looks like he can get uh, injured pretty easily. Uh, so this is him and Castagna in a, in a battle here. Um, and then Bruno Guillemarish, uh with a theatrical kind of kick. And this is a really interesting photo because it has Trippier and Vardy in the background uh, with very, Vardy looks old. Man, Vardy looks old in this picture. <laughs> um, and then you have uh, uh, Tielemans, your Tielemans looking like he's squatting, like he's about to take a dump. This is this is quite the photo here. Kudos to, to whoever took this photo. Uh, Dean Smith, looking at his watch. Uh, this is this is symbolic of this game. Uh, Lester wanted this one to end with a uh, with a um, with a t with a draw very clearly. Uh, and then this is an interesting one. This is uh, a woman with her nails painted in a Newcastle uh, emblem. Wow, that's 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 very interesting. And um, we got, uh, I believe that's uh, uh, James Madison, Harvey Barnes, before the match uh, with one other player on uh, Leicester looking um, uh, at, at the crowd. And they got Trippier arriving in with his man bag, his European, his <laughs> his purse, his man purse. Uh, it's not a man purse, it's European! Shout out Seinfeld. And that is the, uh, that's the tale of this game. That's the tale of this game, y'all. And so we're going to finish with the three best uh, or most um, relevant games of uh, of the week here, which uh, first is Liverpool and Austin Villa drawing one to one. I know people don't like when when other people talk about um, uh, their fantasy 
uh, league, but I'm going to say it again. I'm in a tight battle in both of my fantasy leagues. I'm sure it's relevant to you guys too. You guys are playing as well. I have Ollie Watkins on both of my teams. And this guy missing that penalty was just terrible. Awful. Not even not even on goal. Didn't even make the, 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 the uh, goalie work for it at all. Just kicked it to the right side and just missed it. And um, Watkins, is he's better than that. He had a stretch of the season late... Uh, mid to late part of the season where he was like amazing scored like in six or seven straight games but really really disappointed in this one missing that penalty um but of course jacob ramsey uh did score shortly thereafter with a douglas louise assist to put them up one nil and then liverpool was fighting all game but it wasn't until uh, robert firmino in the 89th minute in the story storybook ending here for him at anfield in his last game at anfield from a Mohamed Salah assist from the outside of his foot, a thing that he does absolutely beautifully. Uh, and then Firmino, I mean, you, you got to see this goal. He's kind of like jumping in the air um, as he's kicking the ball, and it kind of looks like like one of like one of those Mortal Kombat kind of kicks, you know. And he's obviously the uh, the man of this match, Bobby Firmino. Um, si, senor. I can't I can't play that here, but look up the uh, the. Uh, Liverpool song for uh, Bobby Firmino, Roberto Firmino. It's uh, it's great. I love how Liverpool uh, makes songs for a lot of their 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 players. And you're gonna see in some of the pictures I looked at them previously. Um, they honored some of the. I think there's gonna be four guys in Liverpool that uh, this is their last game with them, and they honored them with plaques. But in this one, look at the lineup for Liverpool: Konate, Trent, Fabinho, all got yellows. Um, and then for uh, Austin Villa, um, Emmy Martinez, uh, got a yellow, Kansa, Mings, Luca Dean, who's starting for Moreno for whatever reason, and Ashley Young um, all got yellows as well. But, I, I you know, I, I got to give a lot of credit to Austin Villa and the, their defense, even though I, I just doubted it. Uh, holding Liverpool to just one last miraculous goal was uh, very well done. But when you look at the statistics here, this was uh, Liverpool's game. 66% possession, uh, 5 shots on target to Austin Villa's 3, 10 shots total to Austin Villa's 6, and they dominated the touches as well. Over 700 touches to Austin Villa's 4, 493, and then many more passes, doubled them up in passes. Um, and then on defense, again, this is going to tell the story. 29 tackles for Villa to 18 for, for Liverpool, and then... 38 clearances for, for Villa to uh, uh, Liverpool's 20. Nine corners for Liverpool. Um, and, yeah, that, that tells the story in the statistics. I mean, you look at the statistics, you see who who dominated this game, and it, it, it was very much so um, Liverpool. So, um, as we look at some of the... Let's see, what is this here? Recent meetings. We don't need that. Let's go back to the... To the pictures here, I think this is called a guard of honor. Uh, Liverpool did a guard of honor for Roberto Firmino, um, and he's uh, looks very emotional in this picture. You see many of the top players in the uh, on the side here: um, Salah and, and Trent and Harvey Elliott. And yeah, these are the four players. Um, there are plaques with all the memories of uh, pictures of uh, of the memories from the, the great time that they had as um, Premier League champions and Champions League champions. And I think FA Cup champions as well. I think, uh, the, I mean, over the past five years, Liverpool has won it all. So um, in this picture, there's Bobby Firmino, James Milner, who looks like he's done at the club as well. He was the longest tenured player on this club. Uh, Naby Keita and Oxlade-Chamberlain. So all four of them, they gave him big plaques with multiple. It looks like there's maybe like 10 photos on, on, on each plaque. Uh, what a what a class organization I have to say um, Liverpool is. Uh, this was really really cool of them to do. And then and what the the next photo here is uh, Firmino and Mohamed Salah. And if you saw the highlights of this one, seeing them embrace after that that goal just you know gave you memories of those years with uh, Firmino, Salah, and, and Mane on that front line in their their halcyon days, uh, and their salad days, and their um, when they were dominating, you know, two three years ago, um, it was really nice to see. And of course, you got Matty Cash with the dramatics um, after having conceded the goal. And uh, when 
when uh, Bobby Firmino kind of like fell to the floor and then looked up. Um, that was a moment I'm sure he'll, he'll never forget in celebration. Um, and then there's a uh, contested photo here with Gakpo and a, uh, a Villa player, Mohamed Salah, against Luka Dean. Gakpo again. I think Gakpo had a lot of chances. I mean, this is many photos of Gakpo with the chances that he had uh, couldn't convert. And Jacob Ramsey, a guy that is uh, a real up-and-coming player for this team, honestly. He he has more energy than Watkins, to be honest with you. Um, he uh, He's a very exciting player. I think he's a younger player. I think he's going to be great for this team, uh, is Jacob Ramsey. And then there's the uh, the... The, the pain here that Austin Villa displays after uh, giving up that last goal uh, sucks for them. And then Gakpo again. Gak, this is all Gakpo. Um, and uh, Jota and, and the Liverpool players kind of uh, um, exiting the uh, the tunnel here to start. But that was that was the tale of this game. Rob, R- Roberto Firmino, who knows where he goes to next. He might follow the, uh, the path of um, Suarez. Uh, go back to South America. Maybe he goes to to Saudia or the Middle East for for a lot of money. Who knows what he's going to do here? Uh, but a tremendous, tremendous career, Roberto Firmino, uh, with Liverpool. And um, we'll see if this is the end of an era for uh, for Liverpool. They have kind of resta- restacked. It doesn't look like they're going to quite make Champions League. It looks like they're more likely to make the Europa League, which which was. Uh, <laughs> When you looked at the midseason, um, probably probably a good thing, um, uh, kind of a happy surprise. So good for them. Now we'll move on to uh, Nottingham Forest. <laughs> Nottingham Forest defeating Arsenal. Arsenal, what the hell are you guys doing? What is going on? I guess they lost all motivation after they 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 figured out they 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 bottled it last week, and um, it was uh, I I will need. Awoni, I'll never know how to, to say that name, with, with the goal here uh, for, for Nottingham Forest. He's the man of the match, obviously. Uh, as we look at the the lineup here, I'm going to be upset, of course, with Arsenal's lineup. I have been all year. But for uh, Nottingham Forest, Niakate, uh, I think he's a Muslim guy, uh, he got a yellow. Uh, Awoni with a yellow, Morgan Gibbs-White with a yellow. This is a very interesting front line that, that Nottingham Forest put out. Uh, three forwards, Awuniyi, Gibbs-White, and Danilo. I'm not a fan, usually, of putting Gibbs-White as a four, as a striker. Uh, I like Danilo's um, aggression. Uh, actually, I like Gibbs-White and Danilo in midfield. I think they, they play perfectly in midfield. And then um, putting Awuniyi, Brennan Johnson, and um, uh, not Ismaili Asar. What's the other guy that was on... Uh, I'm sure I'm sure he's in this lineup here. Emmanuel Dennis, those three as as forwards, uh, as strikers. I think that's their ideal lineup. But you know what? This lineup beat Arsenal. So who am I to say? So as we look at Arsenal's lineup here, Gabriel got a yellow. Um, I've never heard of this guy before, Jacob Jacob Kiwior. Um, he was one of the defenders for some reason. Uh, Jaka, not a fan of his. He started in this one. Odegaard, of course, he's great. Um, uh, Gabriel Jesus got a yellow, but um, Kaio Saka and Jesus, I'm not a fan of either of them. I like Trossard a lot. He only played for 70 minutes. He was, he was taken out. But, you know, when you look on this bench, I mean, you know if you've listened to this before who I am who I am a fan of on this team, uh, Fabio Vieira, Reese Nelson, uh, these guys that don't get enough time out there. Um, and, uh, you know, they're, they're going to have to do some 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 soul searching in this offseason um, to find their optimal lineup. Arteta, I'm I'm telling you, Fabio Vieira and Reese Nelson, they got to play more. They just got to play more. Uh, the stats on this one. <laughs> well, Arsenal dominate. I mean, this is uh, of all the games I've seen so far. This is pure Arsenal domination. 81% possession. Um, three starts on target, uh, 11 total shots, um, all more than, than, than Nottingham Forest. And, wow, touches, 881 touches for Arsenal to 321 for, for Nottingham Forest. And then 724 passes to Nottingham Forest, Nottingham Forest's 161. Incredible. Incredible. Uh, and, of course, 
when there's an attack on one side, there is defense on the other side. So um, Nottingham Forest dominated those tackles and clearances statistics. Six corners to Arsenal to Nottingham Forest three. That's a little bit more balanced, and the fouls conceded and everything else is kind of more balanced. But the possession of this game was Arsenal, and they just couldn't finish. And I just said it. I just said it. Reese Nelson and Fabio Vieira. You got to give them more time, and you got to keep Trossard in that game longer too. But you know that doesn't that doesn't matter now. And I think um, Martinelli, I think, was injured in this one, so he's also a guy that he's a tremendous player on this team. They missed him. They sorely missed him. But Arsenal is going to finish second. This is a team that should have won the Premier League this year. Um, they were up for maybe 30 weeks, and then they 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 gave up the lead uh, more than 30 weeks. Maybe 32, 33, 34 weeks, and they gave up the lead here. But they will win the Champions League next year, so that is solace for a lot of them. And they have a they have a great lineup. Arteta just has to figure out the the rotations. As we go to the match photos here, I think you have Iowini and 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 Gibbs White celebrating there. I believe that's who that is. Maybe that's Danilo. Looks like Danilo too. And Steve Cooper, <laughs> the manager of Nottingham Forest, this guy that universally just looks like. Like what is he doing? Doesn't look like a manager at all. Just looks like he, he's he looks like um, he's kind of an interesting, unique-looking guy. Let's let's put it like that. Um, I think there's Iowini, yeah, with Jesse Lingard in in street clothes there celebrating. Mikel Arteta in agony, doubled over and covering his face. Just can't believe what's going on. And Steve Cooper and his assistants they're celebrating that goal. Um, and at the end of the game, Nottingham Forest just absolutely jubilant, celebrating, uh, I think that's Iowini with the keeper, Hennessy. And Arteta still can't believe it. Um, and uh, Odegaard, the best player on this team in my estimation, uh, just in disbelief as well, as he should be in multiple photos here. And uh, here's a photo of uh, Gibbs White, who has a couple tattoos on his thigh. That's That's interesting. Um, defending against Jesus, who I think is, who also has a, a, a big tattoo on his lower thigh. Um, what probably uh, came after this is uh, Jesus writhing in pain on the ground, because that's what he does. Bukayo Saka, listen, I think he is a bit of an overrated player, just because of the praise that he gets. I think he gets more praise than, than is due. I think he's a good player. I think he has a very strong shot, but I don't think his his football IQ is is all that great, and he doesn't perform in, in big moments, to be honest. Jesus here fighting for the ball as well. Um, Odegaard against Niakate. Uh, Saka here trying to go one-on-two. Um, and uh, Ramsdale. Ramsdale is another interesting guy. He is He's becoming like a... Hot and cold guy as well. He's he he's going into the De Gea uh, category for me, um, which in some ways can be good because De Gea has has days where he's the best goalie in in football, and some days where he's the worst. And that's what kind of Ramsdale's moving into now for me a little bit. Again, we have Ben White here and Thomas Partey in disbelief. Um, a lot of photos of Saka here, and then this great photo. Of Gibbs White and Jorginho, uh, uh, um, kind of looking back at a ball with both of their their, their back legs. Um, what an expression by Gibbs White here. And then Arteta again in disbelief, and Morgan Gibbs White celebrating with Iwuni. Jubilant Forest fans, jubilant, absolutely jubilant. Um, yeah, and that's the story of this one. Arsenal bottle it. Forest, tremendous, tremendous, big, big, big win for them. Great day for them. And we're going to move on to the last game here. The most unbelievable game. Um, Manchester City clinching the title. Congratulations, Manchester City. I think this is the sixth time they've won it in seven years, or maybe the seventh time in eight years. I can't keep count. But they benched all their players in this one. I'm going to talk again about FPL because this again screwed me. I spent a ton of money on Okay Gundawan and Ederson, and they didn't even play in this one because they had already clinched it before this game started because of the bowling of Arsenal. Rant over. Anyway, uh, this was the B team of Manchester City. They uh, uh, 
okay, well, we'll get to that. But anyway, uh, Julian Alvarez scored the goal with an assist from Cole Palmer in the 12th minute. That tells you really everything you need to know. Julian Alvarez was the, the player of the game here. Um, here's the starting lineup. That goalie, uh, Stefan Ortega, a defender, uh, Kyle Walker, Emmerich Laporte, Akanji. They kind of rotate in and out. That's not so unbelievable. But the midfield, Calvin Phillips, Sergio Gomez, Phil Foden, and Rico Lewis starting. Uh, and then the forwards, Julian Alvarez, uh, Riyad Mahrez, and Cole Palmer. So you're talking about a bench of Ederson, Ruben Diaz, uh, John Stones, Ilkay Gundogan, Jake Grealish, Rodri, Kevin De Bruyne, Bernardo Silva, and Erling Holland. That's their bench. That's that's the best starting league. That's the best starting lineup in the league, all on a on a bench. And Chelsea, you know what? Y'all blew it. Y'all blew it. Y'all lost one nil. Y'all couldn't score on this team, and you couldn't stop them from scoring. Um. And Enzo Fernandez got a yellow, and Kai Havertz got a yellow as well. And you know, all the best players on were playing on Chelsea in this one. Of course, like I said, Enzo Fernandez, Raheem Sterling, Connor Gallagher, Kai Havertz, uh, Chaloba, Silva. I mean, Silva is a guy that came out. Uh, Thiago Silva and was very critical of this team, and then he comes and contributes to the, to, to this travesty. Um, statistics of this game. Just in a pathetic way. I mean, Manchester City also dominated possession 64%. Chelsea had more shots on target, 6-2. to two. Um, Manchester City had 15 total shots to Chelsea's 13. The touches, more by Manchester City by 300. And more passes by maybe 400. Uh, no, 300. More passes, uh, City had 300 more passes than, uh, than Chelsea. Um, and then on defense... Chelsea was on the defense most of this one. More tackles, more clearances, and uh, Manchester City had more corners. I mean, this is this is extremely sad for Chelsea. I'm sorry, Chelsea fans. That angry, ranting Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea. If you haven't watched this video, I haven't seen it yet. I'm going to go check it out. I want to see how badly he was ranting um, during this one because this is absolutely pathetic as we move now to the, to the photos. Of course, Ilkay Gundogan, the captain of this team, raising the... The trophy here uh, for Manchester City and them just absolutely um, ecstatic in this one. Uh, Pep Guardiola, Pep Guardiola, with the with the with the trophy here as well, with the crown. Erling Holland with a very smug look on his face with the his first ever uh, uh, Champions League, uh, sorry Premier League title here. Um, and uh, Pep celebrating with Erling Holland. Pep celebrating with Jack Grealish. Pep celebrating with uh, probably a, the manager uh, or an owner, executive. Holland with the trophy. I mean, this is all Holland again. Uh, John Stones and who is that? Ruben Diaz, maybe. This is all celebrations. These are all just City celebrating. Uh, I haven't seen much of Chelsea here. This is a lot of Erling Holland. Um, Ederson carrying the trophy here. Um, a lot of Holland. Ton of Holland. Put, putting the the uh, trophy uh, up on his head. Uh, Kyle Walker spraying him with, with champagne here. And Ilkay Gundogan, who purposely kissed that trophy many, 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 many times and just smudged it all up. Um, and this is all just celebrations. And there is nothing, no sign of Chelsea in this entire photo collage. So um, that's it. That's the story of Game Week 37, ladies and gentlemen, as we bring it back here to the main screen. Um, that was it. What did y'all think of this? I want y'all to put in the comments what you thought of this game week, uh, You know what you think of this format um, as well. What a game week as we're moving now to. There's two more games that are coming up over the next two days to fill out some of the games that were missed before. Um, but uh, then we start the 38th game week with most most everything decided, to be honest with you. But if you play FPL, like I said, especially on Fantrax, very exciting last week for playoffs or for uh, to see who wins the league. So that'll do it for this week. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you. Please subscribe. This is a new format. This one, this this podcast is more, I feel, catered to the folks that are watching on YouTube. So if you're listening on a podcast platform, jump on YouTube, Football View Football Podcast, subscribe on there as well. Like, share, comment, all the stuff that people tell you to do. Um, and if you're listening on a podcast platform, please, if you got Spotify, it would be amazing if you followed us on Spotify, Football View Football Podcast. 
that helps us out the most. Now, whatever you listen on, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon, iHeartRadio, whatever it is, very appreciative. And, um, you know, give us a good rating on there as well and follow us on there as well. And um, provide any feedback. Give us a rating. Uh, get in touch with us. Like I said, we're also on Twitter and Instagram. Um, you can find us football v football podcast. It'll, it should come up. So I want to thank you all again for, um, listening to this, uh, to this podcast, uh, was great recapping and, and, and trying this new format out and hope you guys enjoyed. And as always have a fantastic day, football fans.